Thanks for listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Congress running out of time to raise the debt ceiling and prevent the U.S. from defaulting. Anthony Morabeth is with Jackson Hathaway with the Missouri Bankers Association to help make sense of what's really going on in D.C. and how it's affecting everyday Missourians. The debt ceiling is a piece of the, the financial ecosystem that we unfortunately talk about far more than, than we should. Um, you know, I think historically, if you look back prior to maybe 10 years ago, the debt ceiling was not really a topic of conversation for the dinner table. Um, it wasn't a piece of political uh, uh, chess that was played with every year. And now we find ourselves, you know, every, let's say, six, eight months, we're having some conversation about the debt ceiling. And it's a warranted, well-warranted conversation, because I'm sure, as many of your listeners know, the U.S. has $31 trillion or so in debt. And that is a very scary number. It's a big number. Uh, it is one that begs the question, how will we pay that debt off? What are we doing to control it? And what is the legacy of that debt for the generations that follow us? And so whenever the debt ceiling comes up, it gets caught up in this this very difficult conversation around what does a debt load mean, not only for us, but for the future of our country. And it's a very, very valid question and one that uh, the halls of Congress should be wrestling with, the administration should be wrestling with, and our agencies, our federal agencies should be wrestling with as they look at budget plans and the ways that moving forward we can have fiscal discipline, which I don't think anyone on either side of the aisle would disagree with at this point. They would disagree on how you have fiscal discipline, but they could not disagree that we have far overextended what we anticipated to be our debt load, and we're not able to find a really rational and common sense way to bring it under control. Now, all of that said, the debt ceiling itself has one, I think, fundamental point that most people um, get confused about. When the, when the Congress raises the debt ceiling, they are not issuing new debt. Raising the debt ceiling allows the U.S. to borrow against existing obligations that it must pay. And when I say existing obligations, I mean everything from treasury bills to paying FAA workers out there working in control towers so airplanes can get from point A to point B to military personnel who are waiting on that paycheck to come in. So what we are doing when we raise the debt ceiling is allowing the U.S. to borrow monies to continue the operations of the U.S. government and the obligations it has already agreed to pay on a timely basis. That can even float so far down as Social Security payments. Without a debt ceiling increase, it's not that we don't pick up new debt. It's possible for all the federal agencies, it's possible for Congress, it's possible for the administration to go out and still try to spend a trillion dollars. The problem is that we can't pay on those obligations. So the spending could theoretically happen and we just don't have the mechanism to continue to put good funds towards paying off that debt. And as a result, you would see a gigantic kind of ecosystem maelstrom hit uh, we think, anyway, the broader U.S. market, uh, because what would essentially happen is we wouldn't pay our bills. And it would be just or very close to uh, choosing just not to pay your mortgage. You might pay some other bills, but you're not going to pay your mortgage. Eventually, that's going to be a problem, and someone's going to come to your house and tell you, this is not your house anymore. That's a very good analogy to what could happen if Congress doesn't lift the debt ceiling. I think what most people don't understand is that this is not about spending new money. Um, it's easy to get confused when we talk about the debt ceiling and think that the U.S. is is putting new money out there in new programs. And the reality is this is a way to borrow money to pay for existing obligations that we've already issued. We've already said we're going to spend to pay for Social Security or to pay FAA salaries 
um, so that planes get from point A to point B, or we're going to pay for military operations and, and efforts that we have underway. So we have these folks who have bought U.S. debt and funded for us those kinds of spending programs. They, that's already happened, and we owe them back money, or we owe monies out there to pay for those programs. And the reality is if the debt ceiling doesn't get raised, there are kind of unpredictable effects but the most critical one is we look like a bad person to buy debt from. And as a result, that cost will likely go up for the U.S. Our credit rating will go down, and it'll be harder and harder and more costly to fund the kinds of things that we've already promised we'll do. And so we need to think about the debt ceiling not in the context of what new spending are we bringing on, but what spending are we already obliged to pay for. And we have to be able to meet those obligations so that the U.S. remains the preeminent financial system in the world. That is what allows us to do the kinds of things we do as a country. Regardless of how you feel about programs that we have or spends that we make, this is about kind of rear view mirror. We've already done this. Now we have to meet our obligations. And if we can't do that, who are we as a person to look at when it comes to our debt? And I'm glad that you brought that up. We're talking with Missouri Bankers Association President Jackson Hathaway here on Show Me Today. We're talking about the debt ceiling. And uh, obviously, if you keep up with that, uh, June 1st is kind of the date that uh, a lot of uh, publications and organizations in the media have kind of tossed around as of late. And uh, it basically, and I'm sure that we'll get to that, but I like what you were mentioning a moment ago. Basically saying the biggest contributors to our nation's federal debt, Medicare, military, Social Security. And depending on uh, how this gets resolved, we could potentially see some cuts in that moving forward. Yeah, there are various proposals, as I said, to to rein in federal spending. Those are uh, partisanly driven for the most part. Uh, people have various political objectives. Some of them that you'll see loudly uh, in the news media are likely positioning themselves for a 2024 political run, whether that's presidential or otherwise. They have certain um, kind of moments to make their case to the American public about who they are and their candidacy. And unfortunately, the debt ceiling gets wrapped up in that. The, I think reality for everyday Missourians and, and really everyday Americans is when it comes to Medicare or Social Security payments that, you know, your grandmother is counting on, you want those to arrive as expected because now you're talking about people's livelihoods and the way that we have promised that we will continue to ex extend uh, the expected obligations we have to them. Whether that means moving forward, those obligations look the same. That's a matter for intense discussion, debate, um, some some revision in, in cases of, of broader federal programs. Um, and that's something that I think uh, you, you hear our, even our own delegation argue about differently. Everyone has different perspectives. I think most people want to leave Social Security alone. But certainly when it comes to uh, military spending or Medicare, Medicaid spending, um, there are numerous other programs that kind of fall well below the line when you compare them against those largest programs, as you mentioned. There are lots of different proposals out there for what you do to either cut that spending down or, I mean, just to put cards on the table to increase taxes to fund more of those obligations. You know, you have proposals on both sides, the political divide, that make a lot of people unhappy. But none of them, as you've seen recently, believe that that means that we should uh, not be able to pay our obligations out to the American citizens that are depending on them, or in the, the case of Treasury, and not pay obligations as a result, make the cost of doing business go up so dramatically that you want to talk about a market uh, really tumultuous event, 
suddenly commercial entities, people that hold treasuries. I mean, everybody gets very, very uncomfortable and uncertain about what it means to buy U.S. debt or to support the U.S. debt load. Um, and that's a tricky proposition. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, a lot of people have mentioned that we're either in a recession or that we're approaching a recession. And so I, I think an interesting question to pose is that depending on if the U.S. defaults, because, again, a lot of people keep mentioning this uh, June 1st date here, uh, if we potentially do go into a default, as it were, could this potentially get worse than it was 15 years ago? Unfortunately, I do think that's the case. Uh, and I wish I could paint a rosier picture, but the June 1 deadline, I think, snuck up on a lot of folks. Uh, most were anticipating July-ish for the U.S. to suddenly come up against the fiscal wall, as it were. And when Treasury Secretary Yellen said June 1, you saw a lot of reaction. Senator McConnell's been a little more standoffish on this, but both uh, chambers suddenly became very active in trying to get conversation going. Uh, there are some problems with that. If you look at, say, the Senate calendar, uh, they're not there that much in D.C. right now, and it's very difficult to get an agreement if you're not in the same town. I think a lot of that is uh, uh, changing in real time as we speak because nobody wants to default on the debt. Very few people want to default. Um, and there are, are very rational reasons for that in a good, normal environment, let alone a time when we are likely heading towards some kind of recession, mild or steep. If the U.S. were to default, I do think that it leads to a much deeper recession, uh, something that we haven't seen in a long, long time. Show me the day.